Welcome to Compassion in a T-Shirt and our short shares with Professor Paul Gilbert. Now it's time to talk about the inhibitors to compassion, the fears, blocks and resistances. And as Paul says, in compassion-focused therapy, working with fears, blocks and resistances is the work. One of the really great contributions from you and, and, and into the world of, of therapy, really, and, and obviously CFT, is, is just this, well, among many other things, but, but is, is just this identification of the notion of fears, blocks and resistances. You, you mentioned that a little bit earlier, that that was one of the, that was sort of the second shock in a way that, that you just noticed yeah. that people were very resistant to changing the tone, to, to sort of treating themselves in these you know, sort of kinder ways. Can you talk a bit about fears, blocks and resistances, I guess, and, and maybe a little bit about, you know, sort of how, how we, we work with them? Yeah. So, I mean, I think all motives have fears, blocks and resistances. Mm. Um, you, know, uh, you know, people who, for example, people of a homosexual persuasion who were growing up, say, 100 years ago in a very right wing where they believed that this was um, a sin against God. Uh, they would have quite a few. So we, fears, blocks, and resistances can often be the result of the environments in which we've grown up in, which have made compassion something to be scary, scared of, right? So the key thing is when you're working with them is always to see them as wisdoms, they're the wisdom of protection, not as problems, you know, because you know very well that when you're training therapists, the moment they run into them, they think, oh, no, can't do it, you know, it's, it's not going to work. And you say to them, no, that is the work the resistance is the work <laughs> okay it's not that it's not the problem it is the work so fears basically are to do with what's going to happen i don't think i'll be able to do it and when i start to do it i just get overwhelmed by um sad emotions i just get too sad so in other words when they begin to do it the very thing that should happen which is to take them into their distress and their pain to guide them into that is doing it but then they say no no i can't do it it overwhelms me mm. so the, the, it's like you know you when you're doing surgery you're starting to cut people over it's starting to bleed and they say oh you can't do it people are bleeding you know? <laughs> well stop the surgery people are bleeding it's the same with compassion you know when you start that road people are going to start feeling right mm -hmm. so it's then how you as a therapist start to work with that because they are highly orientated to avoidance that's what they've done all their life they've tried to avoid it they don't want to engage in that level of pain so they are set up no no i don't want to do this so you have to be aware that they are very frightened about what's happening to them very frightened of the feelings that are coming up they can be frightened that uh, if i become compassionate then i lose my ambition and you, that's why we always come back to the fact that compassion is the most courageous and um dedicated wise of all of our motivational systems there is no way you're going to lose your motivation with compassion you're going to strengthen it or losing it so those that that's really quite important so there can also be all kinds of fears about mis, uh, mis, uh, misunderstanding another thing and, and you know this is one of my bugbears you know people associate compassion with all kinds of stuff like love and all that stuff Look, you don't need to love yourself in order to be compassionate. You don't need to love everybody to be compassionate, right? You can you can be compassionate to people you don't like, actually, um, because compassion is simply the wish for you not to suffer. Okay. Now I might not remember your birthday, but I don't want to see you suffering no matter what. You know, I don't want to see that. So it's that desire. Um, so you're a client of mine. I don't need to like you particularly, but I do need to really not want you to have to suffer. So that that 
issue about suffering is the central issue of compassion. So that's another bit that happens when people got these misunderstandings about compassion. They think I have to learn to love myself. So no, no, don't. You just don't cause yourself hassle. <laughs> you know, so these are really important things. So then you run into blocks. <clears throat> So fear is there anything to do with the fear of the journey, what I'm experiencing, what will happen to me, what does this mean, what will I become, uh, so on. Then you run into blocks, and sometimes blocks are, again, to do with people who don't really understand it or they don't know what to do. They, they would be compassionate, but they haven't got much of a clue what they're supposed to be doing, so you sh show them that, just guide them through, uh, and then you have resistances. Now, resistances often have fears underneath, but there can be many reasons for it. Uh, <clears throat> so, for example, we you know some people don't want to help immigrants because they think it's too costly or whatever it's going to cost me too much so you often get resistance when people don't want to make the sacrifice i'm going to lose too much okay um i know i should give up drinking but mm, i really like it you know now you're very good at this you know you, you i think uh, motivation interview is very good when people are resistant to change because they don't really want to have to give up the drinking or whatever it is because they like it or they're worried about what will happen so your motivational interviewing i think has a lot to teach us about how we work with resistance and then underneath that you've got issues of deserve now issues of deserve are often linked to shame and uh, this is to do with things like a secret life now jung carl jung often used to say people when people get stuck in therapy it's because they have unrevealed secrets they're not telling you what's going on okay uh, and this is very you know for those of people who work with shame um this is this is often the issue um so i remember and i've written about this recently somebody saying to me um a long time ago there's no way i deserve compassion so well, why is that then well no if you knew what if you were if you knew what went on inside my head you would not think i deserve compassion it was a little bit took a little bit of time before we worked out together she started to trust me say look you know to be honest with you i just feel so much anger with everything you know sometimes i just think i just want to smash everybody you know i just want to scream i just want to i wake up in the morning and i'm just so fucking angry there's no way i can be compassionate for that I can't, I can't be, I can't, I'm just not a very nice person. So those are when you get these, these things going on in that person that they feel they've sinned or they've done something terrible or whatever that they don't deserve compassion for, they deserve to be punished. And so the sort of self-criticism is a way of keeping them on track and making sure they don't do bad again. Um, another example I often use in the training, you probably know, is a young girl who was uh, abused by a a shopkeeper <clears throat> and she went back because the shopkeeper was giving her stuff for the family and the family was very poor and uh so and there were many other things obviously but one of the things i was trying to help her with while she was in hospital is to say look that wasn't your fault you know i'm okay so you went back there you knew what was going to happen but still you're 10 years old you're getting stuff for your family it was not your fault and she said that's terrible trying to get me to not Blame myself like that is terrible because then I'd be a really bad person. Uh, <laughs> At least I know I'm a little bit good because I know I was bad. Uh, oh, right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So, in other words, sometimes with shame people, if they believe that punishment is the only route to atonement, if they believe that you, 
you have to be punished in order to be able to feel that you're worthy uh that's a sticking point and that can be you know that can be quite unconscious as well you know the idea that i have to be punished and you'll get this in some religions actually where people feel they've been born into sin and they're basically sinners they have to be punished um you, you probably see some of tom hanks's books where people would beat themselves and and all that stuff so this idea that i don't deserve good things because of the bad things that that can be quite tricky for people um and you know when you get deeply into it as you know i won't go into details here but some of the things that people are uh, ashamed about are, are pretty horrible for them really. and i think one of the the very prof profound concepts from that i've learned you know sort of from you is is it's just that that notion of compassion for the dark side or, or, yeah. or that notion that actually absolutely it's not about liking or loving certain bits about our, ourselves that in fact exactly. um the, the 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 work is is around you know how might we bring compassion to the bits of ourselves that, that really a part of us does hate you know or, or sort that's of right. and, and that's um tough but you know sort of powerful work isn't it for people to bring compassion to the dark side that's such that's i mean for us that's what it's about you know i mean okay people want to be happy and all that stuff that's great but that's a separate domain and good good for people to do that so no but it is compassion for suffering and the causes of suffering and sometimes the people who cause suffering you know because they never chose you know if you think about a psychopath they didn't wake up when they were five years old thought to themselves you know what be a really nice person and be a surgeon or a psychotherapist like Stan and do a lot of good uh, but the fact that I want to be a psychotherapist you just don't it's not happening right people find themselves in gene-built bodies uh, that they never chose yeah, having life experiences that they never chose and therefore having a mind that pushes them with desires and fantasies and urges that they really don't know much about but they just act out so you know, we were having a discussion with some colleagues the other day, and you look at all of the rather unpleasant leaders around the world. I mean, they're all terrible backgrounds, all terrible childhoods. Mm. So, uh, the wisdom of fears, blocks, and resistances, and the courage to bring compassion to the dark side. In episode six, our final episode, Paul offers a sense of compassion focused therapy in a nutshell and a little on what's next for CFT.